quick question. Have you ever had a woman apologize to you? All the time. Really? All the time. I ain't yeah. never had a woman apologize <laughs> to me, bro. They crazy. Hold on, hold on. Have y'all, Chris, have you had a woman apologize to you? For anything. I'm not I used to a woman apologizing to me. God dang. Uh, okay. m- money making mo. Hold on. Have you had a woman apologize? Like, ha- have you encountered a woman that's willing to apologize? That's, that's been accountable for actions. Uh, <laughs> mm, let me look. So you five minutes to uh, dig down into the files. <laughs> so you've had a woman apologize to you all the time. All the time? time, for real. No shit. Lucky you, my I nigga. I can't believe in your whole entire life you never have a woman apologize to you for nothing. Like twice. Burly. Like it. How it didn't. It did. I'm talking what? about for me. Oh, okay. So for me, so, for so me, so you say barely. Yeah. For me though, it what it didn't happen. It, let's see. I'm about to turn 34 in like two weeks. I didn't get a woman apologize to me for shit. And I'm talking about mamas. Not even your mama. Right. I'm, like I said, I'm talking about mamas, sisters, friends, homegirls, girlfriends, so, blah, blah, blah. It didn't happen until like two years ago. Hold on. Let me ask you this question. Have you been in situations where they should have apologized? Yes. And they did? Yes. And you didn't require that? Well, I that, mean. Because, again, you have to go back. Did you require it? Because I mean, no one is just no one is just going in and apologize. A lot of people are not like that. Sometimes well, you have to require people and sometimes drag it out of them. Well, to young, get that. younger Will, I was fucking. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on, Mom. Younger Will, I was fucking scared of women. I was fucking scared of women. Yeah, that might be different, but as a man that grew up around nothing but women. They was always in charge. Well, that would explain because that means that you wouldn't even want them to because you would accept everything they did. Oh no, I wanted them to, but I definitely accepted it. But that doesn't mean that I that doesn't mean that I wanted them to do that. But that's just what I was used to. You didn't know how to speak up for yourself. Correct. To require it. Yes, I didn't know how to speak up for myself because to you require. Were, you had a woman like scared like how. Maybe, maybe scared. Like a little bitch. You like a little bitch. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think it goes other levels. Maybe, maybe scared. I'll be the asshole. I'll be the asshole. Maybe scared. <laughs> scared is not the right word, but I wasn't no. used to that. I, one, bro. They go I was probably, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, bullshit, I, I'm not bullshit over here. They go crazy. I do think at a younger age, <laughs> I probably was intimidated by women because for me, it may, by, it may oh, not be a know, lot of. It may not What'd be. You <laughs> What'd you say they were? They look like Belinda. No, them Alexander McQueen. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe that I wasn't actually intimidated, but I grew up around nothing but strong women, and so I was just used to like women are right. That's what I was used to. I was just used to that and women are they right. Say is gospel. That yes, whatever a woman said was gospel, Even and I'm though wrong. You feel- Yes. Oh no, I felt like I was right. <laughs> and you felt that they was they was wrong, but still. hell yeah. But I was used to she's right. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Y'all hear a lot of shit in the background. We recording. Okay. That shit gone. Okay. All right. All right. Anywho. But growing up, I just like from the way I was raised. As a guy, as a man, as a young boy, I'm wrong, and women are always right. That's just how I was raised. Like, from the, the sitcoms you will watch, the movies you will watch, 
being uh growing up around my sister and all of her friends and my mama and all of that, I was probably wrong. That's just how it was. So as I got older, that kind of seeped into everything that I knew. I don't know if it makes sense or not, but yeah. It does make sense from your perspective of what you're used to because let's be real, like growing up, that it that takes image of what you're supposed to do. Such as like that, take yes. Yes. But then also too, like for me, let's be real, like seeing these movies like Tyler Perry from my own like you've seen all these black movies of a woman that has been hurt by another man, but then you have another black man that comes in and is supposed to heal this woman. That's not how it's supposed to go, honestly. Like no, it's not but that's what's being betrayed, and that's what a lot of women think. Okay, I need to. I've been in a horrible relationship with him, so now okay, I get out. But then I get into a new relationship, and this man is supposed to heal me from my past, heal me from what that other dude did to me, other man did to mm-hmm. me. But that's not real. You need to heal yourself before you even get connected. But but the media has uplifted all these Tyler Perry movies. All, especially all of black movies, if you notice, it's always the man, black man, that is hurting the black woman. When in case, let's be real, we, we hurt each other. Let's be clear. But, that is, but they're not that, that's saying that. But then there's other underlying issues to why the black man is set up to be the way that he is. And it's not just to say, oh, the white man is responsible. But when you get mm-hmm. down to the underlying issues, you have over 400 years of history to where... <laughs> We haven't been trained and put in the best position to be our best selves. Mm-hmm. The black man but has it always is, been separated it, from like the family and stuff like like go back to slavery. The black man was always separated from his family. So mm-hmm. now, like, let's be real. Like, I've been so bothered recently. I mean, I don't know why. Maybe because of my own personal situation. But I've been so bothered by on social media. If you notice on social media in the comments of like these, whether it's the Shave Room, the Jasmine Brand, whatever these gossip sites are, they're always posting about a black man doing something wrong to a woman. And it's to a black black woman. woman. Yes. Black woman. And it's always making the black woman look like the victim and the black man looking like the villain Mm -hmm. at all. Let's take, okay, delicious. That that's what's popping currently. That just delicious and Raymond from flavor the of love central. And all that. The, the, so what uh, happened? I don't so know anything he, about okay, that. So it seems like she, the day before it hit the press, she went on Instagram or whatnot said that he was a narcissist, he's a cheater, he's a liar. But then it came out the very next day he filed for divorce from her. So she's already put out the narrative of what this man is. Knowing that what he's been through, all this other stuff, so it's like tarnishing his legacy, yeah. all that stuff. A black woman saying all of this, but then he files for divorce. He filed for divorce, not her. He filed for divorce. Then all of a sudden, more information comes out, like a side nigga from Delicious comes out. It's like, oh, baby, I'm going to always be here. All this other stuff for you. He didn't know how to treat you. But then it was put out, this narrative this man who's Central Park Five was a narcissist, all this other stuff, but then he's being dragged. Literally, when I look at comments sections, and I have to stop myself, 
under shade sure room and all yeah. these gossip. It's mainly, I'm sorry, I love my black women, but it's always majority black women that are commenting negatively on black men. And I'm like, how did we get to this place? How did we get to this place of such negativity amongst each other? Because let's be real. It's black men that have very negative views of black women. Oh, yeah, it's a lot as of them well, But they're not posting it on social media, but they're saying it. Oh, no. It, yeah. I will say it's a lot of them niggas that post on social media. Yeah, and that's no, why black that. women yeah. say the shit and post the shit that they do. Because there's a lot of black guys that just say all the negative shit about, about black women all the fucking time. Really? And it, it, yes, yes. Because I know you're not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. So I, I am. Yes. And them niggas be posting a lot of shit about black women. And it's it's like, y'all niggas, what the fuck y'all talking about? That's just what I'm saying. It's like, what are y'all even talking about? But it's exhausting seeing the whole black women versus black men conversation. It's exhausting seeing it. Because in person, in human, I don't see it. It's really only just on Twitter where they're just arguing and don't like each other. Like the I'm black sure, women, bro. the black, well, unfortunately, well, that sucks. But the black women I meet in person, they don't hate black men. Mm-hmm. The black men that are in my circle, they don't hate black women. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I only see that shit on Twitter. It, it's just wild to see. So, unfortunately for me, I've seen it in real life. Really? The person. Somebody who I've dated was very anti-black men. Like I wouldn't say anti, but had a negative view of black men. Not because because of the men that she's dated, but then even her father, and then also the men around. Like it was not, and then also too, she wasn't raised by a black man, and I feel like that mm. also too plays a factor within. If you haven't had a black man in your life. As well as knowing the masculinity, knowing what a black man does, like providing all that stuff, you don't know how to take in a black man that's trying to be your husband. Like you're kind of shocked. You're You're shocked shocked and surprised. You're shocked, but then also too, you know what you've been told by other black women of black men and shit, or your own experiences. But that's real. You gotta understand that that's in your environment, and that's all you know. Unfortunately, just like again, that's like it's easy. Racism is not inherited; it's taught. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's because of the environment. Exactly. That so, from slave, okay, I'm not going back to slavery, but you said, like, your point with the whole slavery, it's been taught. So, of course, no, racism has been taught, but not slavery. Not slavery. Slavery I'm talking about, happened. Yeah, from going back to slavery as a black man was taken away from his family. But then, did you not think that, no. okay, there's always an absent black man in every family? That's not the case. Not in all cases, but it's, it's a, not. It's but a then, but huge number within the black community, unfortunately. And even now, even the system, how it's set up, even to get assisted, you can't even have a man living in with you to get assisted. And then, if you have a man living, then his income is added to yours. Then you don't even qualify for assistance when you're still below the fucking poverty level. So it's still things that has been in place is still for us to set up for failure. But that's a whole nother That's a whole nother, yeah. But going back to what your question was with Will and his upbringing and how he said that he was around women and always thinking that he was wrong, why is it that we as men think that we're always wrong? I feel like... No, I, he, his, no, he said that women were always right. But he, as a man, was wrong, right? No, and he was saying, as a man, I'm wrong. Wrong. Like, 
So, and the question is, like, what makes you think that? Were they telling you that you were wrong all the time? Are you just automatically, like, you're a woman and you're right? Everything I saw from growing up, be it from sitcoms, from my homegirls, from my mother and father dynamic, everything that I saw, this guy, everything that I saw told me as a man, you're probably going to be wrong. That every, like from TV shows to my relationship uh, with my girlfriend at the time back in college and everything, it told me like, as a man, you can have an opinion, but you're probably going to be wrong. Like everything that, Everything that I grew up watching told me that I was going to be wrong as a guy. Mm. It showed me that. It showed me that happy wife makes a happy life. And I was fucking 21 hearing that shit. Like, that don't make no fucking sense to be like, I'm 21, happy. Like, I'm not married. Yeah, because I mean, that's teaching you to discard your feelings and everything that you feel just to make her happy. And that's the shit yes. that, again, it's not going to fly with me. I'm going to be happy as well. And but you know, shout out to black, you. Right. Shout out to you. But the way we grew up. there's a lot of black men now that are dealing with not express, being able to express their emotions. And I hate that. Disagree- but you have to understand, there's a lot of black men that were told not to express, even by black men, not to express your emotions, not to disagree. Yep. All of this stuff is kind of like, like you said, Will, happy wife, happy life. I was taught those, to not disagree with women. Yeah, just keep it. Just keep the peace. Just keep as the long peace. as Whatever. she's happy, it don't matter what you're going through as a man. It don't matter if you're going through depression, shit at your job, a fucking broken foot. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, suck it up. Like, like, suck it up as long as she's happy. I'm agreeing with you that, yeah. That, oh, no, I, I totally feel that you're agreeing. But yeah. that shit has never, like, I can't think back at any time where I would ever allow that growing up. So Devante, yeah. so okay, so you just say we don't we whatever. don't say we don't say full names on here, so I got to cut that oh, out. Right. But so <laughs> you just said you didn't allow that, or you didn't have that growing up. So what was your the dynamics of your right? Like I want to know why why family. you have why why do you have this opinion that you have that is so different than us? Like what affected you to be able to to be able to like I'm this. I know I'm good. I know I'm dope. And we didn't recognize that we were who we were into a later age. Why were you able to recognize who you was at a younger age than us? That's just... Like, was it your parents? No, my parents. I grew up a single parent household. Okay. Mother or father? Mother. Okay. Had seven boys. God dang. Seven boys. And she instilled that in all of us. And when I tell Mm. you, she literally... Hold on, one minute. I'm sorry. So, what's the age difference from the oldest to the youngest? Um, the oldest is 43. The youngest would be 35. If you was living, the, the oldest is 43, and the youngest would be 30. sorry for the loss, but the youngest would be 35. Mm-hmm. So, it's really only an eight year difference because literally she had us like almost a year and a month after every oh, like, wow. year. Okay, it's either a year. Or years and months old. Hold on. I'm sorry. Y'all can probably hear the water running in the background, but just keep listening. <laughs> Go ahead. But again, I didn't come from a two-parent household. I came from a single black woman who held it down. Okay. Anywhere from, I mean, she's had numerous jobs. Her last job was she retired as a, a, a retired nurse, but she's 
been a forklift driver. She's been a secretary. She's done everything she can. And when I look back, I can say I had things the richest kid would have. I would have never known. You didn't know you was poor. We didn't know that we were struggling. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I still had nice clothes. I still had three meals a day. I still had meat, vegetables. I still like we still ate out on Saturdays because my mom didn't cook. Like I look back and I just don't see how the hell she did it. Yeah. And then you see women now with one child and can't even hold it down. And you have way more resources than she than she had back then. Yeah. So again, you asked me the question, that's what my mom instilled in us. She instilled in us like how women are and how they can be. But at the same time, just like I was saying, you are the prize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, hold on. The, the, we, we, what we weren't talking about that before it's recording. Like you're talking about as men as the prize, right? Because you're the prize as well. Women are just not the prize alone. We are the prize as well. And if we don't consider exactly. ourselves, then we're gonna continue to be disregarded and always look at the women being the prize, us chasing them, and not us being. You know, I just don't. I just never been able to wrap my head around that. It's always the women, the one that has but to be the prize. But why? Where do you think you have that mindset from? Because, like, as men, like like. hold on, where, where me and Chris come from, we did not always have that mindset, though. Like, where do you have that mindset see, I as? Have the, but the so, okay, so, like, it's a little bit, me, me, like, it's, it's a little bit different. We, he's dealt with death, and I didn't. But, so, like, with me, with me, I, I had a two-parent household until, like, I was, like, 12. And then when I hit seventh grade, my parents got a divorce and all that. And I dealt with the divorce. I dealt with, unfortunately, like, my father was dealing with drugs and all of that shit or whatnot. And then Chris had a totally different thing where his father passed away, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and all of that shit yeah. or whatnot. But, like, I... I wasn't, like, growing up realizing, like, I'm the fucking prize. Like, I didn't see that. I So, where did you get that from? Like, where do you think you got that from? The only thing I can equate that to is just the things that the principles and ideas that my mother instilled in all of us. I mean, from anything as simple as take care of your feet, take care of your hand, be mindful of your appearance, like... Like, all that was instilled in us. And it wasn't instilled in us to be, uh, to think it's feminine to take care of your your feet and your hands or to be weak to cry. Like, my mom instilled that in all of us. Yeah. And it's just that, that, and just growing up, I just knew that, like I say, I've always known, I felt that I'm the prize. I always knew that I wanted more out of life. And it's just, I mean, it can be, I mean, you can equate that to a lot of things, but I've never not felt that. I'm not the prize. So, go ahead, Chris. The crazy thing is, for me, in my situation, is that, unfortunately, my dad's life was cut when I was 17, but had he been living, it was totally different dynamics. At 17, I was just going into senior year, so it's totally different dynamics. I wasn't looking at a wife or women like that about to propose or anything like that. However, there's definitely been a shift where me and my mom have had numerous of conversations within the last four or five years where it has instilled in me you are the prize like you you got it like you are the man that has the master's degree you have your own nice car have you know four one you know yeah. all that type of stuff 
where it is, I had to put it in my mind was, damn, I do have it going on. Like, nah, like... I do have my shit together. Yes, and now my shit, my my mindset shifted where it's just like, oh, hell, I don't gotta take this. Like, I really don't. Like, and that came within the last year where it's like, I actually don't have to deal with this shit. Like, call it what it is. I don't. I deserve better. And keep it moving type of thing. But... I'm I'm just very intrigued by this because, mm-hmm. like, what what was it in your upbringing that from? Because it feels very from the utmost. You was like, I've always known I was dope. I've always known that I deserve something good. And like for me, and I I can't speak for Chris, but kind of, where you're like. I didn't always recognize I deserve something dope. Or the value of yourself. Oh, the value of so I didn't I didn't recognize my value until later in my life. What was different in your upbringing, your mother bringing you up, your brothers, whatever it was? What could you think? And I, I know that you can't really recognize what was different between us because you don't know what was different in our upbringing. But what could you think? That could have been different from us that showed you, no, I'm I'm a fucking prize early on that we didn't see. I, I mean it's my I, Bluetooth speaker. The, like I said, I can just I mean, just as as far as I can think of, whether it's because again, at that age, no one was thinking about happy wife, happy life. Correct. But again, I've always known that again, I was the prize. I can I can only equate it to just like I say the things my mom instilled in me, my surroundings, knowing that no matter even where I came from, I was always worthy of every single thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's even like fast forward to now. I mean, just like I'm not materialistic, but I just feel like I deserve to drive a hundred thousand dollar car. <laughs> I deserve to, to to live in a you know. Uh, multi-million dollar high-rise that I just moved from and things like that. It doesn't define who I am, but I deserve that. But you know you've Even worked where hard. I come from, yeah. Even yeah. where I come from, I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? But I've always known that I deserve that. Just like I've always known that I'm worthy. I'm the prize. And that's the only thing I can equate it to. There's really yeah. nothing else that I can just say that that just, you know, made me think think otherwise. So, what do you think is the dopest thing growing up? What's what's your most dopest memories from growing up? Just 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 your dopest <laughs> memories. Punishment, having all those brothers and not even having to go outside to have a good time at the place. Mm. What you mean? Because you got I'm surrounded by six brothers. Yeah. With six different personalities, we can all be on punishment and mom gone, but we still having mad fun in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I mean it's like that's just. That's just one of the best memories you ask. Yeah, that's that, that has to be one of the best memories. Just all right. having all my brothers being surrounded by them. If I could, if I ask you, let me see. I ask you, what's one of your top memories from growing up? Like when, so if someone asked me that, I remember when my uh, my pops would be cutting grass <laughs> in the backyard, and me and my sister would go through like the lanes he cut. And like when we would see the little lanes that he cut, and we would run through all that, or when when my father would like uh, be ranking the uh, the leaves and all of that, 
and he would make a pile, and we would drop in, uh, drop in the leaves and all of that. What's your, what's your fondest memories growing up? But I, I guess I would say my birthdays, I guess. Your birthdays. Because like, yeah, knowing that, like I said, I know that we didn't have much. You get what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, what, like you I was that, recognizable like I as you was a kid that, that you didn't know that y'all didn't have? Did you recognize as a kid that y'all didn't have much? Or did it take longer when you got older? No, meaning like I knew that even then, all these kids my mom had to take care of, I yeah. knew that those dollars were stripped. Oh, so you recognize that but as a young kid. But like okay. at the same time, like I said, at the same time, we didn't suffer anything like that. Like I said earlier on, when I look back, I don't see how she did it. But I knew that those dollars were stripped. Yeah. Because I knew then, like, it's only one income, and you have to buy seven kids, shoes, Bruh. clothes, uh, school supplies, yeah. food. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would have to say one. I, my fun was always birthdays because my mom always came through. Bruh, they always and came through. In the literally, birthday. always came through. And it was like when you look back, it was literally like you you one gift, but it was what you wanted: mm. ice cream and cake. And you know, you have maybe um hot dogs or hamburgers and, yep. and stuff like that. And it's just you. It's not you may have like one or two friends over. Um, and then the rest of your brothers. And every every single birthday, mom came through. Yeah. Every single birthday. So, I mean, I had quite a few, but, I mean, all birthdays, like, she made it happen. So, can you tell us, what's your most memorable birthday? Can you remember a very special, dope-ass birthday or whatnot? Um, I see. I think I was in the Sixth grade, maybe, and um, so that was back in about oh, like that what two thousand ninety. That was nineteen ninety. <laughs> that was nineteen ninety five. Ninety five and ninety four. Wait, wait a minute. I and I wanted the, and I wanted. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm wait a minute. I'm pissed. This nigga was born in ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, he was born in ninety five. What grade was you in? <laughs> I think for me in ninety five, I was ninety five. I was seven. I had to be in like second grade. I was five years old. Listen, nigga. All right, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so you said in ninety five. Yeah, I want to say ninety five. No, I was sixth grade. Okay. Um, and I wanted uh, these junior sayouts. I don't know if y'all know those. Nikes. Junior sayout. Nike's with the velcro um, strap. For the- for anyone listening, junior sayout played for the San Diego Chargers. For a longest time, he ended up retiring with the uh, New England Patriots, and he was a fucking dope NFL player, and he had some dope shoes. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, these were the black and white ones. You know, they had the blue, white, and black ones, the red, white, and black ones. So, um, and I told my mom, like, she was like, well, what you want for your birthday? And I told her, and then she was like, back then, <laughs> no, she was like, still then, like, a hundred and some dollars. And mind you, these are seven kids. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and she got to find a way to break a hundred and something dollars. I think they're making like maybe a hundred and forty something. And she found like a way. Right. And and she told me she was just like, and I don't know if mom just like to you know, amp it up to be like, um, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it, but she always come through to make you think that you're not gonna get it. But <laughs> again, like I really did not think that I was gonna get that shoe the day that they came out. Yeah. 
So for my birthday, like they still always had the cake and ice cream, and you know, um, she didn't even bring out. Usually, we get our gifts uh, before cake and ice cream. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was um, long after the fact, and then she was just like she. I want to say she said something like, uh, you know, I'm sorry I wasn't able to get them or something like that. And I was, I, I was, you know, I felt a little ways about it. But um, again, it was like, it wasn't even me laughing. It could have been like maybe um, we ate cake and ice cream and then we went outside to play and then I either came back in and it was on my bed in my room. So, oh, I, don't, so I don't want to, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I don't even know if like she didn't have them at that time, and then at the last minute something came through in the clutch or whatever. But again, I had them. Mamas be doing some dope ass shit, bro. And black mamas make a way out of nowhere. They show do. When I tell you, they know how to stretch a dollar man. They will stretch that shit like a mother. Like, like I said, I look back, I just don't see how she did, man. They be stretching it. They be stretching. Uh, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Christopher. Can you? <laughs> can you? Uh, there you go. Can you uh, tell us how your mother surprised you? How how did your mother surprise you when you were shocked growing up? And you just how the fuck she did this shit? Well, this is Prince William, so you know you got all. No, it's different, bro. Let's be real. This this situation is different. So I. My stepmother, who came into my life officially, my dad and her married when I was like ten. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. So, hold on. It's a bit so hold on. Let, let's talk about let's talk up. about that then. So, because you've been through some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been through yeah, some shit. Yeah. Your mother, your father, all of that. Yeah, yeah. So how did the person you call your mama now yeah. come into the picture? Like, like your father passed away. Your mother passed away. Like. Paint, paint us a picture. All right, so obviously, so my biological parents um, actually grew up together. My mom and my dad grew up together less than five minutes. Away. Did they really? They were literally less than five. My grandparents lived less than five minutes away from back me. in Louisville. In West End, yeah. Okay, in the literally. West End of Louisville. Okay. <laughs> this nigga, hold on. I'm sorry. We <laughs> we paint the picture. Shout out. So, West End, the best end, baby. But then they um, <laughs> went to the same high school, but they never, they didn't date until. Do you they know? Got to do you know what high school? Eric Gordon High. Oh, shout out Eric. Hey, that's the project. That's the project. Eric Gordon. That's the fucking project, y'all. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Went to WKU together, and then they officially started dating at WKU, um, and then ultimately. Getting pregnant and then did they meet before WKU? Yeah, because they had gone to high school and stuff like that. So they had already knew each they other. Already knew each was other. they already dating or no? no they okay. didn't really start dating until WKU days. Okay. Um, from my understanding. And then um then that's when they got solid. And then after that, you know, um end up getting pregnant with me and then end up getting married. While they was in college they got no, pregnant no, with no. you? They both okay. finished college. And then ultimately after they I'm sorry y'all women. Y'all probably heard <laughs> chips in the background. <laughs> go ahead and pour Boy, them chips. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Just go I'm no, no, just go ahead and pour them chips before nah, we continue on. Problems, I'm good. I'm okay. Sorry. All right, my brother. Uh continue. <laughs> I just knew they heard the chips in the background. So 
Go ahead, my brother. They end up graduating from college, end up getting pregnant with me, but then ultimately they end up marrying before I was actually born. And so they end up wedding, all that stuff. End up getting born. They got married that July. I was born that November. And then ultimately, unfortunately, like two years later, in 92, my mom passed away in a car accident. And then, um, so it was just me and my dad. However, my grandmothers played a big part in, in grandparents. Actually, I uh, played a big part in helping me because my dad worked at least an hour away from Louisville every morning. So he yeah. was leaving at four thirty in the morning. Where's do you, do you know what Georgetown? Oh, yes, Toyota Motor. Yep, Toyota. I was about to say Toyota. Yes, yeah, Georgetown. Okay, yeah, so at least an hour away. So dad would leave at least four thirty in the morning. Yep. In the morning. Yep. So my granny used to stay the night, and then ultimately my dad dating and stuff like that ended up getting married to my stepmother, who I consider my mom. They started dating when I was like. Seven years old. So, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. So, the, your stepmother. Who I consider my mom. So, your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, where did she come in in the picture, though? They met. Um, surprisingly, the crazy thing is, it's actually weird. So, she went to WKU as well. Right. Um, however, she was a couple years younger than my parents. However, the crazy thing is, my biological mother was her RA. Oh, wow. And Shit. so, she actually used to see my dad and my mom because my dad my mom used to sneak my dad into their dorm back in the day Bruh, back the in the fuck? day um so she knew like but of course younger stuff like that and so both, ultimately they got connected and then um they ended up getting married when i was 10 years old um and then um when you was 10 okay mm-hmm. okay yeah and so she that's who i looked at as a mother from there of course um and then they so wait a minute i'm sorry my bad yeah. so they got married when you was 10. Mm-hmm. Do you re- what do you remember of your mother though? I don't. You don't? I don't remember anything about her. Okay. I was 2 years old when she died. Like, what do you re- What do you remember of your father? Oh, I remember everything cuz my dad didn't die till I was 17. So So what do you rem- like what do you remember? Everything. Like he he really was it was me and my dad for the longest a part yeah. of my childhood. It was me, my dad. He instilled everything in me. He was that single father, unfortunately, um, and raising me, yeah. like, without a wife. And he did his very best, like, working hard, but then he provided. I'll have to say, my dad made sure that I all these clothes, that's why I am the way I am with clothes now. Was he Was he that fashionable yes, as well? That's that So that's why you are who you are mm-hmm. because of him? Yeah. Okay. Fashionable, we always at church at Canaan. Right. Time, so very involved in there. Um, but then also, too, it was just like dad always, we went on vacation literally all the time. Our vacations were always around 4th of July because that's when Toyota shut down. Correct. And so we always, whether I've been to Disneyland like four or five times, like been on cruises, all that other stuff. Dad, he did his best, like as yeah. a single father. Um, but it was just me. And so it was just being him, he did his best, like planning vacations, clothes, but then also too, like he instilled in me discipline. Like I'll have to say structure. I had structure growing up. What's the biggest thing that you can think of your father taught you? Mm, discipline. I feel like it's very disciplined because my dad was in the Army Reserve. That's what I was about to say. And so yes. everything like growing up, like I'll have to say it was very strict. My yes. dad was strict. Um, like I was a little scared, intimidated by my dad, just because like my dad had a very serious demeanor about him. 
and it was like by the book type of thing yeah like making up the bed all those type of things so in a little bit it was a fear but then i feel like that discipline has carried over into like my adulthood because it's carried me this far because i get up like making up my bed but then also too i worked my ass off in college in high school master's degree all of that stuff because of discipline like it was just so instilled in me so i would think yeah. that that's one of the big things that definitely has come o- over here with you like you have that discipline yeah yeah like that's that's wild to think like i couldn't imagine going through what you've been through though yeah. like i've always thought that like you are very strong yeah, yeah, yeah. like i appreciate i appreciate that about you like I just, I just couldn't imagine me going through what you have been through, yeah. and I appreciate that about you. Yeah. Like you're strong, and um, I love you for that. You know that, that that it's just crazy as hell, man. It is, but as you know, like honestly, like one of the big things that I attribute all that going through all that too, because unfortunately, like obviously my mom, my stepmother and my dad, who I consider my mom. End up having my little sister, and then Correct. unfortunately, like literally the month before my senior year of high school, <laughs> yes, in July, after like it was literally a week after I took my senior pictures, my dad went with me to take my senior pictures. He passed away in a car accident. Yeah, and it was just like baffling because my dad had already committed to going to WKU, all that stuff. He was so pumped, all that good stuff. But then ultimately, my mom really stepped up. My stepmother, who I just my mom, yeah. really stepped up. So now it was me at 17, and then my little sister, who was at the time, I think she was four years old when our father passed. So it was just kind of like she was handling everything. And I had never seen my mom be in that capacity because, mm. unfortunately, well, fortunately, she had my dad to rely on a yep. lot, but then she stepped up to the plate like she handled it. Like paying all the bills, all that stuff. Yeah. Like making sure me and my sister had everything we needed, wanted. One, we still went on vacation, all that type of stuff. Like she, she was still it. maintaining life. She did, and she yeah. did an incredible job of it. Where now, obviously, I've graduated, mastered. My sister's currently at WKU. Like those type of things. Like she did an excellent job. So, and I remember this nigga. We ain't got to college. He wasn't trying to party or nothing like it's. He was in them. He was in them books like <laughs> this nigga. Like guys, it's Monday night. <laughs> we shouldn't go out. Right. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like, but shout out to Chris, man. Yeah. Like, life is fucking hard, bro. It is. Life it is. is hard. Just like uh, my boy. I ain't gonna say his real name. D. We gonna <laughs> say D. We gonna say D. Uh, just like D said, man, like growing up with brothers and the mother, and like you just figuring out life, like Chris said, uh, light skinned Chris, <laughs> and you just trying to figure shit out. Life is fucking hard, bro. Shout out to life. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but just shout out to life. Um,
conversation. Hey, now, but the real talk, though, salute Chris, man. Like, <laughs> wait, uh, you talking to him? So, uh, uh, like, he didn't have the names wrong. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, multiple times. This, this is a real topic, though. Uh, we, on, we on Chris for real. I'm a good oh, multitasker or whatever, but oh, that's, a, that's a crazy story. And it I, is. I salute, salute you and your mental. You feel me? A lot of people don't have that mental to, 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 to sustain itself for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, oh, well. Uh, big ups to you, though, man. I appreciate that. I was about to say, it's faith in God. Like. Yeah. Chris is a strong ass nigga. And uh, I love Chris. He's always been the brother that we make fun of. He's like the little brother. He, yeah, he's the little brother that we make fun of. But we only make fun of because he's strong. Like he can, he can handle that shit though. Like, like we know we know he can handle that shit though. So we not worried about anything. You know they about to kill themselves. Oh huh? hell no! Cause not like like Chris ain't gonna be like, why y'all talking about me? Like, Chris ain't gonna trip on that. Picking on me. And but but I will say I, I appreciate Chris because when I've been through some bullshit with like friends and family and all that. He comes to like, you know what? I'm sorry, bro. Like, we we weren't here for you. Like we should have been. And he's gonna like. Come and talk to me. He's like, bro, like, we wasn't here for you. Like, we should have been. I'm sorry. I love you, though. And you know. And so I'm like, I appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you. So I, I appreciate that type of shit, though. Like, because a lot of people, a lot of people won't, like, understand what you, they, they're not even going to try to understand what you're trying to go through, right. though. And like, so I appreciate Chris. Like, I appreciate that shit. Like, it's life shit's hard, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's life shit is hard. It's a, it's a lot of shit you go through. So you appreciate people that are willing to understand you, cause not a lot of people are willing to understand yeah, you. They be so focused on their own shit, you know. Correct. So when you when you have someone that's genuinely wanting to, you know, want to take the time to, you're right. You definitely have to, uh, you know. Recognize that because, like I said, you have so many people focused on their own shit. They be like, I don't really give a fuck what you're going through. Correct. I'm going through my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I get it because we all go through our own shit, though. Mm-hmm. Like, so I get it. I'm not being selfish or whatever, but you appreciate somebody that's willing to hear you and listen and see what you're going through and shit. Because this life shit is fucking hard. It is. This life shit is hard. So. You just appreciate someone that's going through that shit and that's willing to uh willing to listen to you. Cause this shit crazy, bro. This shit crazy. Um, money mo. <laughs> you know I'm still here, man. I'm on life support over this motherfucker, but we good, man. Life you know what I'm saying? Nah, I ain't on no life support, but yeah, nah, we over there, bitch. Money chilling. mo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, niggas had a good plate of food for my boy uh, cooking from Southside. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all boy check my nigga uh Instagram out. Cooking from South Side. Simple as that, man. You know. You in the South, man, you 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 know what I'm saying? You you eating good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we gonna eat good, brother. Hey look, you tell anybody you, you went along the South Side, they gonna know you eat, you really eating good and getting good hosp- southern hospitality, man. That's all. We young we we gonna eat I'm some good there. food. I'm over there eating good. Shout out to life, shout out to eating good.
All right, so we are playing Guess Who. Uh, actress born in Houston, Texas, mm -hmm. and a graduate of Houston University. Let me keep going. Yeah. All right. Playing a character named Margarita in a movie featuring Jada Pickett. Keep going. Starting 10 episodes in season one of A Different World. Two questions. Y'all got, got two questions y'all can ask me. Played Grandma Mac in 2012. Won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress for appearing in Grey's Anatomy. Won a NCAA, won a NCAA CP Award Maybe I'm a little drunk. You are. Because <laughs> you said you was a little drunk an hour ago and you didn't finish this whole bottle. I might, I might be a little drunk. We in that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress for appearing on Grey's Anatomy. Won an NCAAP Award Image Award for her role in Boston Public Ooh. has appeared in multiple movies with Angela Bassett. Starting a movie thought to be based on the Supremes. Didn't Jennifer Hudson make it? No, you said you kind of like you kind of close to be honest though. What's her name? Jennifer ain't from 